0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 8th day of January. In this, the year of our Lord 2021, and on this report, I will be talking about the State of the Union. I'm not referring to a speech given by some politician, which is just a campaign ad, but the actual State of the Union as I see it. When the events at the Capitol happened on Wednesday... I had to completely revise this report from a year-in-review format to where we are now. Where are we now? That's the question. So let's take a look. First, the Castle family had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's holiday, even though we could not be together with the family daughter. She's been feeling a little under the weather lately, which is a concern to us because Los Angeles is completely locked down. That makes it very difficult to see her if she got really sick. Joan and I leave her in God's hands. We try to deal with that as best we can. The state of America right now, after four years of Donald Trump, after one of the most tumultuous years in my lifetime, after a very tumultuous week as well, the state of America is not good. In fact, the situation in this country is a mess, or as the old sheriff in the film, No Country for Old Men said, this is a mess, but if it ain't, it'll do till the mess gets here. The best metaphor I've heard to describe it all is this one. America's dead. The Republicans root for the corpse. And the Democrats root for the maggots. The events that occurred at the Capitol on Wednesday of this week apparently in protest of the Senate confirming the Democrat theft of our country have caused a firestorm of activity. Some have called for the president to be removed, even though he only has a little over a week to go. It is unknown, at least to my knowledge, whether the people who invaded the Capitol were all Trump supporters or whether Antifa or some other terrorist group invaded their ranks for a false flag attack, as usual. There will be no real investigation. The Washington Post... Call these people a mob, the headline in my newspaper, the Memphis Commercial Appeal said, riot at the Capitol. It was all very uncharacteristic of Trump supporters. To be that violent, I suspect at least some false flag instigators were in the mix. Remember, there were no riots in Portland, no riots in Seattle, in Minneapolis, no riots in New York or Washington, D.C. Those were all mostly peaceful protests, even though there was a lot of burning, a lot of looting. Let's assume for a moment that those at the Capitol were truly Trump supporters. What would provoke them to invade a building that is symbolic of representative government, therefore serve as a threat to that government? To say the Capitol is sacred ground is an exaggeration, but it's certainly very important ground through desecrated, as they did, very un- uncharacteristic of any person who would call himself a patriot. President Trump missed an excellent chance to finally stand on the moral high ground. He should have said something like this. This election was stolen from me. I have plenty of evidence to that effect, but the courts will not look at the merits of the evidence. I therefore encourage you to accept this election and join with me in a peaceful transition. That would have set him up as an iconic figure in the future, but the moral high ground is apparently not his home. Many on the left express shock and outrage that such people were running around loose. They have no such qualms about Antifa and Black Lives Matter, however. I admit that I resent being lectured about morality by people who have a political platform, the central plank of which supports and demands legalized mass murder. That double standard is part of the problem, but not all the problem by any means. Once he had stolen the election, Joe Biden called for unity, said we should all come together as Americans. After four years of relentless efforts at division by Democrats, who then sought more and more division, more and more conflict, Democrats have spent many years dividing us into groups, pitting those groups against each other as they compete, far scarce resources, constantly favoring one group over another to keep them at each other's throats is a common Democrat tactic. No, there will be no unity, Joe. I'm afraid there will be no unity. We will not make peace with our enemies on this occasion. Oh, we recognize that you Democrats, the enemies of liberty, the enemies of representative government, of free elections, of Christianity, of America, and of Western civilization, have won. We recognize that you have taken from us our country, even our children, we recognize we will probably never win another national election because of your destruction of our country, your mass immigration, your crowding of groups of dependent people into massive cities, especially on the coast you're using of our labor to buy your votes by providing blips on your computers and scraps of paper to people instead of real jobs that produce real wealth. Tell us constantly how wicked we are that we carry some type of original sin that makes us all racist from birth. Tell us how uncaring, unpatriotic, and selfish we are. If we appear in public without a mask or if we leave our homes at all, then go and do the very thing you have accused us of doing. That's the Democrat way, after all. Continue to have your captive propaganda ministry, better known as the mainstream or electronic media, shut down our freedom of speech. Deny us the opportunity to respond to your lying accusations. We need those things to fuel our anger and inspire our rage. Just keep tightening the bands little by little. Then suggest unity and see what happens little by little. Now by leaps and bounds, the chains of autocratic top-down control are being forged for us. Those same chains being forged for all those self-righteous people who lick the hand that now feeds them as well, unfortunately. They are apparently too stupid or perhaps just too ignorant to understand that Jews in the camps who were bigger and stronger than other Jews were chosen to herd their fellow Jews into gas chambers, hoping, against hope, that the Nazis would kill them last. When our self-righteous ones wake up one day behind the electronic wire, there will be no one left to support them. No, Mr. Biden, there will be no unity. There will be no peace. The trend is probably heading in the other direction toward disunity and chaos. The marriage seems to me to have encountered irreconcilable differences. So when you come home drunk, beat me and tell me it's all my fault. I have no choice but to accept your terms or separate from you if you want peace and unity. You can join with us in attempting to save liberty. The ignorance of your supporters is something we can at least take small comfort in. Representative Emmanuel Cleaver from Missouri was called on to open the 117th Congress with prayer. He mentioned a few gods that he wanted to recognize, and he closed with a man and a woman. Apparently too ignorant to understand a man is not masculine, but at least we have hope some entertainment value when we realize our enemies are that ignorant. Speaking of entertainment, that's been taken from us as well. The virus and the pontificating, self-righteous, multi-millionaire athletes and multi-billionaire owners with their social justice demands have deprived us of the relief we used to find in the circus. They still give us a little bread from time to time in the form of their computer blips. They hand out when they have done something so egregious the country is on the verge of breakdown. Social justice, you say, you want justice. But I doubt if that is really what you want. Most of us in the darkness of our hearts realize, what is there, we may scream justice, but that is far from what we want. If justice is what we want, we should all embrace capitalism because it gives you what you deserve, not what you want, and that is true justice. Capitalism is not a system, it's just what happens. People are allowed to decide among themselves who gets what. Socialism is a system, a system imposed on people by a centralized governmental authority in an effort to get what they want. They call it justice, and they ruin it all. What then is justice, social or otherwise? Webster says that justice is the quality of being just, righteousness, equitableness, moral rightness. Our friends in the U.K. define it as a system where, like cases are treated the same. Considering those definitions, I submit to you that justice is not what people want at all. They don't want to be treated the same, they want to be treated differently. For example, they would prefer not to be sent to jail for crimes they have committed. They would prefer to have people feed their babies that they want or can't feed, mercy perhaps, grace perhaps, but not justice. To conclude this rant, I'm afraid the fatal disease of which this nation suffered was contracted long ago, before COVID-19, long before Donald became the Orange Man Bad. It probably started to manifest its symptoms on Christmas Eve in 1913. Right now, it's well advanced. Orange Man Bad promised to cure it, but he didn't. He did not stop mass immigration, did not drain the swamp, did not end political correctness, did not reverse critical race theory, and did not end the Federal Reserve as he said he would. His uh, supporters expected him to. A series of catastrophic mistakes compounded it all. Now it's completely out of control, probably irreversible. There are so many problems with so many causes. I could go on all day, but this is tiring, tiring for me, as I'm sure it is for you. Jesus told us to love our enemies, but even the disciples struggled with that directive. How is a soldier supposed to love those he's been sent to kill? I don't know. No one seems to be able to explain it to me. Joan tells me every day I'm not supposed to hate my enemies even though they seek my destruction. I know she's right. I also know the imprecatory prayers of David and others in the Psalms. Looking at these problems in depth as I do each week makes me want to put on dark glasses and put stuffed cotton in my ears. But then I have to put a clothespin on my nose to keep out the rot If you saw a man pour gasoline on himself, you'd probably avert your eyes as he lit the match because the sight would be too horrifying to watch. Averting my eyes from this looming catastrophe seems appealing right now. Today's Friday, though, folks. That's happy day for Joan and me. Let's go home, have a glass of champagne. Yes, I think that would help. Let's do that. Finally, folks, Western civilization, well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Gerald Castle. Thanks for listening.